got a, I got a favor to ask of a couple folks this morning. I need some scripture read. So who would volunteer to read some scripture? I got two passages. Going to uh, going to attempt to uh, talk about the church at Thyatira, and I said attempt to because as I was pre preparing the message, there's just man, there's just so much that uh, I'm trying to review, and then I add this. Give it a little break. Go back and review and add this. And it's like, wait a minute. I've, I've only got to get you know, a certain amount of time up here. And uh, But uh, before we get started, let's ask God to bless our time together. And Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your people that are here. We thank you for those that are missing and, and traveling and, and, and not feeling well and, and all, the, all the rest, you, Father, you know. But Father, we just ask you to still our hearts and help us to learn from the church at Thyatira. Guide my words. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Dale, if you'll start us out, please. Revelation 2, 18 through 23. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira right? the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, his feet are like burning Bronis, excuse me, Bronis Bronis, say this. I know your deeds and your love and faith and service and perseverance, and that your deeds of late are greater than at first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and leads my bond servants astray, so that they commit so that they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent of her immortality. Excuse me, immorality, not immortality. Immorality. Behold, I will throw her on beds of sickness, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of her deeds. And I will kill her children with pestilence, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and heart. And I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. 
Bodie, if you'll continue, please. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. That one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The church at Thyatira was a they were a busy lot. Um, they were involved in, in, in sacrificial ministry uh, for the sake of others. Um, uh, some people had things, and it wasn't just wasn't just busy work. Okay, you'll you'll see that. Uh, um, that God is commending them, okay, for their faith, their love, their patience, and it was just—it wasn't just religious activity. However, however, no amount of loving or sacrificial uh, works can compensate for the tolerance of evil. So today's title of the message is, is when, when to be intolerant of tolerance. That's a buzzword for today. Uh, we are to tolerate this. We are to tolerate that because we are loving. Where have you heard that before? Okay. We are to love everyone, are we not? Well, in a sense, yes but we're not to love their deeds if they go against scripture. So how do, how do we do this? How do, how do we approach not tolerating intolerance? How do we do that? First of all, okay, we need to, to, to review our biblical precepts. What, what does that entail? That would entail what God has to say in His Word. Not what our particular church says, not what what our particular denomination says, not what the world says. What does God's word say? Do you know what God has to say about any issue in your life?
the things that uh, that have meaning sometimes cost us the most, do they not? I'm going to stop right here. Father, I just ask you to be with me. Father, I'm struggling to get through this. I ask for your guidance. I ask for your help to deliver the message to your people this morning. Thank you, Father. Remember that we talk about the church at Ephesus? Okay. That was a while back. Okay. Thyatira had the opposite problem that Ephesus did. The church at Ephesus had left her first love, but was intolerant of a false teacher. Okay. Thyatira, okay, had continued to grow in love, but it was tolerating a false teacher. Scripture refers to her as, as, as kind of like a, as a Jezebel, okay? Her name wasn't Jezebel, but it, she acted as if she was a Jezebel, leading folks astray, teaching things that she shouldn't be teaching. Now, just, just like her counterpart in, in the Old Testament, this, this woman in Thyatira, okay, again, led these people into, in, into places where they shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Remember Okay, this is verse 21 through 23. Okay, Re remember the divine penalty for sin. What is, what is it? Okay. What is the penalty for tolerating sin? There's a different different version here, but it says, "And I gave her her space to repent of her fornication, but she repented not." Now, fornication is is used here. It, it kind of symbolizes, okay, the professing Christian living in the world, condoning the world, and fellowshipping with the world. Ooh, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Pretty strong. Okay. Are, are, are we supposed to get along? Well, yes. 
But we're not to compromise. We're not to compromise. And, and over and over again, you'll find that compromising and sinful behavior okay, is, is related to fornication. Now, why is fornication mentioned so much in Scripture? Part of it is, if you turn to your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 16 through 20, there's a passage there, okay, that, that Paul talks about. First Corinthians uh, chapter six, sixteen through twenty. like this. It says, do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two shall become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one in spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. All, look, th th this is the portion that we need to understand. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? whom you've received from God, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. So what we're saying here is when, when you condone other behaviors, when you condone something that is not scripturally based, we're committing what? Fornication. Okay, now remember the definition of fornication, okay, as used here, okay, we're talking about symbolization, or it symbolizes the professing Christian living in the world, condoning the world, okay, and fellowshipping with the world. Ephesus had love, left their first love. That was their thing. But they didn't tolerate the false teacher. Thyatira is tolerating the false teacher. But yet they had a lot going on. Both extremes are wrong. When sin 
When sin begins to do serious harm to the Lord's church, He judges accordingly. Therefore, Jesus says to, to, to Thyatira, okay, I will kill your, I will kill her children with death. What is death? It's eternal separation from God, is it not? That's what death is. Okay, not just the passing. Okay. And all the churches shall know that I am. There's that. There's that. I am again. Okay. And all the churches shall know that I am. The one who what? I am he which searcheth the reins and the hearts. And I will give everyone, give every one of you according to your works. If the Lord should come right now, how many of us would be embarrassed? I know I would. But isn't that the way we're supposed to live our life? Aren't we supposed to live our life expecting Him to come any moment? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? And I have to ask my que uh, the question to myself is why don't, why don't I believe that myself? Why is it I struggle day in and day out and, and not give things to God? We talked a little bit about that in Sunday school. Why is it we hang on to some stuff? Okay, it, it, We were talking about the material things. But it applies spiritually as well. Why, why don't I give God everything? What am I afraid of? Am I afraid I'm not going to measure up? Hello? None of us are going to measure up. That's why we need a Savior. Is it because somebody will find out? And if they do? We tend to forget that in that day... Well, we stand before our Savior. He knows everything about you, inside and out. There's no hiding anything from Him. Now, we can hide it from each other. And we do a really good job of that. But you're not going to hide it from Him. You're not going to hide it from Him. See, our Lord makes it, makes it abundantly clear that the church that tolerates teachings, that, that, that pervert clear teaching of, of, of Scripture, 
especially in the area of sexual morality and, and, and divine penalty, is very, very severe. You find places in, in, like in Numbers uh, 25, 1 through 9, okay? How many thousands of Israelites were killed in one day because they violated God's, God's law? Now here's something that, uh, that you need to pick up on. The only sin for which God destroyed cities with fire and brimstone are those that are guilty of sexual immorality. Now on the positive side, okay, re reflect on a promise here. On the positive side, not everyone Okay, in the church of Thyatira, okay, what was believing what Jezebel was putting out? Here's here's what he, here's what. God says here in verse 24 through 29, he says, but I, but I say it unto you, unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as, uh, as many as have not this doctrine, I'm struggling this morning, I, I apologize. Which have not known the the, uh, the depths of, of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. In other words, you get struggles enough, and I'm not going to add to your struggles. Okay, now that, that doesn't mean that God's okay going to let sin reign. Okay, but he's saying, look, those who are faithful to the faithful believers, okay, and he encourages them to say what? What does God say to them? Stand fast. Stand fast. Hold fast. Because you know, some of the, I, I'm sure, just just like in the church today, okay, is that we have a you know. A tendency sometimes, okay, well, things aren't going well here in the church or whatever, so I'm going to bail out of this church and go find somewhere else to go. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? There's going to be problems everywhere. Do what? There's going to be problems everywhere. There's, yeah, there's going to be problems everywhere. You're not going to find a perfect church this side of heaven. You're not. And he says to hold fast and he's referring to uh, the, his coming in person, okay, as a true preacher and, and teacher and he's talking about 
the second coming. How many of us live in the expectation that Jesus himself could come back at any moment? How many of us really... Now we say it. We say it. But how many of us really believe that down here? How many of us live our life with the expectation that he could come at any moment? Now the encouragement there, okay, our, our, our Lord says to, to hold fast. He that overcometh and, and keepeth my, my works, or my words, unto the end, to him I will give him power over the nations. And he shall rule okay, with a rod of iron. And the vessels of the potter shall be broken to, to shivers, even if he, even as I receive of my Father. There's a promise here. There's a promise here. Live your life as unto the Lord, the best you know how. Are, are you going to sin daily? Nod your head, yes, class. Every one of us do. Okay? Keep short accounts. Keep short accounts. But that I mean, look, at the end of the day, or even at the moment that you find yourself sinning, what should we do? You know, for me, and this goes back to some of my past, for me sometimes it's just it's just a struggle. And when I'm on, you know, when I was on the flight deck, you know, the, the pace there is just boom, 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 boom. And I find myself thinking of things I shouldn't and all that. I haven't got time to go back down to a quiet place or whatever and say, Lord, I, I, I've done wrong. I, I, I'm thinking this and this shouldn't be. And so I just call them flare prayers. Anybody, anybody ever use a flare? Okay. Just pop that puppy off. Boom. Lord, help me. Doesn't have to be a fancy prayer. But know where you can get your help from. He promises us in, in the uh, in the millennium, okay, to, to be able to have some benefits because we followed him, and some of those benefits are, okay, some of us are going to rule over some cities, some of us are going to maybe just rule over something smaller. Some of us may be ruling over something larger than cities. Okay. There's rewards there for following our Lord.
Now, this is an indictment to a lot of our churches throughout the land, regardless of denomination. Okay, this is not just a a, a, a blast against others. Okay, this this is a blast for everybody. Okay, the church at Thyatira represents a church or a Christian who thinks that as long as we love. As long as we say we love one another, okay, false doctrine, sexual immorality, and all that can be tolerated. What's wrong with that? I would propose to you that's not love. Because in my book, love demands accountability. And if there's no accountability, especially to scriptures... That's making me feel good. Other denominations, um, and there's an expectation on my part that unfortunately, I don't know if you heard it here first or not, Okay. SBC is not too far behind, I don't think. But they're going to tolerate. Okay. And I and I'm going to say it because I can't remember all the letters there. Okay. They're they're they're, they're going to tolerate the queer community and all its facets. That's wrong. I don't have to tell you that. That's wrong. All in the name of love. Well, you don't love me. If I loved you, I would hold you accountable to God's word. And then they accuse us of being intolerant and narrow-minded. Well, I can't speak for anybody else in the room, but you know something? I'm just narrow-minded enough to believe God's word. Simple as that. Simple as that. Matthew 7.14 says this. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. Only a few find it. True followers of Jesus Christ will always be of the minority. The majority uh, will be tolerant at least some form of, of sexual immorality, okay? Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be, okay, the queer setting, okay? But 
do we tolerate people living together that aren't married? We need to purpose in our hearts, similar to what Daniel did. Okay, remember, I think it's in the, I think it's in the first chapter of Daniel. Okay, the Daniel purposed in his heart to do what? To serve God. Will you do that with me this morning? Will you purpose in your heart to serve God? And abide by his word and not what we want to make us feel good. Let's pray.